We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. So glad to have you with us today on the network. AFA at the Core is the name of the show. I'm your host, Walker Wildman, and this is the American Family Radio Network. AFR.net is our URL on the World Wide Web. That's our website, AFR.net. We also have a an application, a mobile application available on uh, your mobile device or your tablet device. Just go to your app store and type in AFR, or you can type in American Family Radio, either one, and uh, our app should pull up. It's free. takes you a couple minutes to download. And not only can you listen live to the radio network, but you can also catch past shows there on the mobile application. We're live streaming video on Facebook and YouTube on the AFA at the Core uh, pages or channels. Uh, on YouTube, they call it a channel, an AFA at the Core channel. And then on YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, on Facebook, we have an AFA at the Core Facebook page. So you can go to those two places and watch the show. And before long, coming November 1, we will have our own video platform. On November 1st, we will have our own video platform where you can watch past shows that we upload to that platform. And then in 2022, in the early months of 2022, uh, we will be launching a live feature. So no more relying on the YouTubes and the Facebooks of the world. We will have our own platform, and that's what we're working on now. Um, So that's something to look forward to in November. Our scripture for the week is out of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding, for the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. You know, wisdom is a beautiful thing. Biblical wisdom is a beautiful thing because it brings forth peace and understanding through the power of the Holy Spirit. But it's not uh, wisdom is not being um, haughty or proud or uh, Mr. Know-it-all. Uh, that's not what wisdom is. Wisdom is humble. Uh, wisdom is biblical. And the only way we get wisdom is through God's Word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's the only way that we're granted wisdom, biblical wisdom, is through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the reading and understanding of God's Word. So that's out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. You know, yesterday I was thinking about about who all God uses for His kingdom purposes, and it's very um, very humbling to think that God God is using you and I, that God is using you and I for his kingdom purposes. And I truly believe that he is. If we are believers, if we are born again into the family of God, and we are walking closely with him and we are relying on the Holy Spirit for our strength, then God is using us for his purposes, whether we realize it or not. Um, so that's just a humbling reality that God is using us. And I also thought we should be constantly praying for humility. We should be constantly praying and asking God for humility, but humility 
without destroying us. Because uh, you look throughout Scripture, and I actually got a story on this later, but sometimes the way that God humbles people and people groups is he destroys them. He destroys them. Um, so our prayer needs to be that God would humble us without destroying us and that he would allow us um, to to work for his kingdom and to remain uh, in, in his kingdom family uh, without destroying us because we are, um, God doesn't need us. He doesn't have to have us. Um, you know, sometimes people present the gospel as, you know, we're just as important as God, but we're really not. Uh, we're all a part of his master plan and his picture, um, but God is all-powerful. He is uh, omnipotent. He is all-knowing. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And we just need to remember our place in his story. We need to remember our, our humbling place in his story. Um, and it's not anything that should give us uh, unbiblical pride or, or haughtiness. Instead, it should bring us to a place of humility. Um, and, and, and enable us to view ourselves, um, his children, in our proper context, in our proper role. Um, so that's my word of encouragement for you today. Um, speaking of video platforms that I talked about a few minutes ago, um, we put out a video, AFA, uh, every week we do these uh, short videos called Reason and Company. And uh, this past week, uh, my father, Tim Wildman, Abraham Hamilton III, and Ed Vitagliano, the three of them did a short video on ivermectin. And we're going to talk with our, our own Joy Lucius next segment, one of our writers here, uh, about an article she wrote on ivermectin and its use across the world. Uh, but Vimeo took that video down. Uh, Vimeo uh, video platform took that video down, no questions asked, in the name of uh, stopping disinformation. Even though nothing in the in the video was non-factual, nothing in the video was false, but instead they slash it, they take it down, they don't allow us to publish the video uh, because it, it goes against the the quote mainstream. It goes against the quote status quo. Even though nobody really knows what the status quo is, um, and if you bring up anything that's uh, altern uh, an alternative way of thinking or an alternative approach to the CDC and the FDA and the Biden administration, well, that's automatically defined as misinformation, even though much of what is being said is rooted in facts and is rooted in science. Uh, but who needs to, to reason with them? They are the tyrants, and they know what is best. Speaking of knowing what is best, we talked about yesterday uh, this story of this hoax about the Border Patrol and the whole whip hoax, this, um, this uh, major Democrat polit uh, political operative, Sawyer Hackett, put out this tweet a few days ago about the Border Patrol on horseback with whips rounding up illegal immigrants. And you look at the images and you read the tweet and you go, oh my goodness, this is terrible. <laughs> until you find out it's not true, until you find out it's not true, and these were horse reins that were being used by Customs and Border Patrol agents to control their horses. But instead, this hoax got spread left and right, center and up and down. It got spread all across the World Wide Web. Nancy Pelosi rebuked it. Everybody and their cousin rebuked it. And as it turns out, 
as I mentioned, it's a complete hoax, fabricated. The Customs and Border Patrol agents were not using whips on illegal immigrants. These were horse reins that were being used by the agents to control their horses. Not an uncommon practice. But we're going to play a clip, too, here. This is the first one in this montage. This is Vice President Kamala Harris at the White House yesterday saying, Oh, my goodness, the pictures from the border are horrendous. We're going to investigate it. Clip two, let's listen. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, But human beings should never be treated that way. And I'm deeply troubled about it. The whole point is that we have to understand Haiti. I mean, talk about a country that has just experienced so much uh, tragedy that has been about natural disasters. And we really have to do a lot more to recognize that as a member of the Western Hemisphere, We've got to support some very basic needs that the people of Haiti have. All right. Well, there's the vice president. She is just perplexed. She is dumbfounded. She is shocked at the images coming out of Del Rio, Texas. Uh, the, The agents and the border patrol and whips and horses and rounding them up in cages. The world is ending. The world is ending. It's all built on a hoax. It's all built on a lie. But who are we to call that out, right? We're the little guys. We're the dumb folks. We're the MAGA people. Um, We are here to submit to the ruling authorities. Um, So Vice President Harris has just bought into the lie, and she's pushing the narrative. But look, these folks don't care about facts. This is about pure politics, pure narrative, and pure control. Uh, This is not about deliberating what really happened or getting to the bottom of it before you start spewing out falsehoods on national television. No, this is about propaganda. This is These are the propaganda party. This is the propaganda party. They're masters at spinning and manipulating and pushing out these big um, headlines that just get everybody riled up uh, when much of it's built on lies, Bobby. But this shouldn't surprise us. Deflection at its finest again. Afghanistan, anybody, Americans in Afghanistan, anybody concerned about Americans in Afghanistan? Where is the outrage about Americans being left in Afghanistan? Well, that's a, that, that's, that's a good point, deflection. Yeah. Don't, let's don't talk about Afghanistan. Yeah, they're getting excited about migrant control at the border. All they're doing is trying to keep, if you, if you really look at the clips, all the agents are doing, and they've been doing this. Probably for the better part of a hundred years, that's a good, uh, yeah. You know, it was mounted mounted <laughs> crowd control. Yes, uh, the same mounted crowd control that we talked about before the show that takes place in D.C., mm-hmm. Boston, New York City, San Francisco on a daily basis. Yeah, this uh, is. And to your point, let's get to these other two clips. We'll get one before the break, one after. Um, this is. Uh, well, let's let's play Mayorkas. Uh, this is a one part. This is just a clip. Uh, This is the DHS secretary talking about, oh, my goodness, he's going to get to the bottom of this. Clip four, let's listen. I guess the obvious first question is, who, to your knowledge, were these agents on horseback? Why were they permitted to operate in this way? And is this some sort of standard procedure to corral people using horseback maneuvers that really look like you're herding cattle? Joy, thank you very much for having me on the show. 
Uh, the matter is under investigation, as I mentioned to the vice president today when we spoke earlier. Uh, let me um, be very, very clear. I, too, was horrified by the images uh, captured by photographers with respect to the uh, activities of Border Patrol agents on horseback. We do not condone, we do not tolerate any mistreatment of any migrant. What we did is we directed an immediate investigation of the events that were captured uh, in the photographs and on video. We, I have ensured that the top leadership of the Office of Professional Responsibility lead that investigation and that it be conducted thoroughly and swiftly. We need this resolved swiftly. And in fact, I anticipate that the results of the investigation will be available by the end of next week. And I have committed to making those results public. Folks, this, this, this world is upside down. This world is upside down. Instead of investigating how on earth 15,000 Haitians got enough dough, got enough money to pay the cartels to get to Del Rio from Haiti. Instead of investigating that, who is funding this illegal operation? We are investigating our own Customs and Border Patrol agents who are serving day and night, 365 days a year, to keep the cartels at bay. That's what this is about. This isn't about uh, controlling our borders because that they're out of control. The, our, our, our agents down there are simply serving as babysitters. There's no turning people away. Everybody gets in. They are doing fingerprints. They're passing out diapers and bottles of water and preparing sack lunches. That is what our agents are doing. There's no apprehensions and there's no deportations. That's all a falsehood. That's all a lie. And Joy Reid there says, since when have we been using horses? Well, as Bobby said, for, I don't know, at least 100 years. And actually, this past weekend in Washington, D.C., they had a little FBI co uh, uh, colluded political event in Washington, D.C. this past week. I'll explain that after the break. Uh, but guess what was in Washington, D.C.? Mounted officers from the Maryland National Capitol Park Police. Guess who was there on January 6th during the Trump rally? <laughs> Mounted officers on horseback with firearms on their side. Using horseback for crowd control has been around for a long, long time. AFA at the Cold will be back in a few minutes. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Statistics show that children who grow up without a father are five times more likely to live in poverty and to commit crime. They're nine times more likely to drop out of school and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Yet the percentage of children born to fatherless homes has skyrocketed in America. As of 2015, 25% of white, 53% of Hispanic and 73% of black babies are born into fatherless homes. While scripture teaches that the weight of raising children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord falls upon fathers. Seems like we need a movement that says fatherhood matters. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Whether your girl is entering kindergarten or her senior year of high school, teaching her the value of godly interaction with members of the opposite sex is important. After all, healthy platonic relationships are one of the necessary building blocks to healthy romantic relationships later in life. Setting clear boundaries from the start is crucial. Map out appropriate activities, times, and places that your daughter and her male friend can spend time together. Christians are called to be in fellowship with one another, and that means proper relationships between men and women are of God. When young girls understand how to interact with boys, they recognize the boundaries of appropriate interaction and learn the value of interpersonal skills that they will carry into adulthood. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. That is Waymaker by Leland. The lyrics there, you are Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. My God, that is who you are. 
and the lyric school on there. Very, very uh, promising and encouraging str- song there rooted right out of Scripture. Uh, we all need that encouragement today. Hey, in studio with us, we have Joy Lucius, who's one of our staff writers. Joy, welcome to AFA at the Core. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. Not many people have been on the show twice, but you're one of the few. <laughs> I know. They're kind of talking in the journal department. <laughs> they're probably getting their feelings hurt that they're not on my show, too. I hey, want to jo- play. <laughs> yeah, they want, they want to be on, on, on the game show, too. Hey, Joy, speaking of encouragement, you are a woman of encouragement. Oh, and yeah. about every few months, you'll stop by my office and offer me a word of encouragement. Yes. And uh, that's really a spiritual gift of yours so um we appreciate you you here at afa um you wrote an article a blog that public was published yesterday (laughs) about ivermectin and and you started looking into this and reading about uh, ivermectin and other countries so give us a little background or about this blog and then take us into it well uh as background um if you know me you know i'm very vocal but i've kept my mouth shut during COVID because um, several things. We lost family members early on. It's a very real virus. Um, Mm. And I have family members who work on the front line at our hospital in the ICU. And I have children who work in school systems and as merchants. And so it has just been um, in my mind constantly, but I didn't want to offend anybody. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I didn't want to speak out of turn, but um, about two weeks ago, I had something happen that really uh, changed my mind. Um, We were researching here about, um, well, actually, it was another person working for a radio, a different radio show, and they were preparing some possible topics. They Mm -hmm. weren't even sure they were going to talk about this, but they were preparing possible topics, and this person was, one of the engineers was... um, looking at a reputable medical website, and it kept getting pulled down. So he called me to his desk, and he said, you're not going to believe this. Come watch. Now, here at AFA, we're very (laughs) familiar with shadow banning and with being blocked and all those things. And as a school teacher and a writer who just wrote an entire book about the Holocaust and studied for two years, I'm very familiar with those things. But this was different. Every time he would pull up this medical website immediately it would be taken down and the cdc website with the page open to um, the same type of information per the cdc Mm -hmm. so it would say he was looking for information on ivermectin and it would immediately say no this is misinformation here's our correct information yeah and to your point about being hesitant to uh, broach this topic or really the whole topic of COVID yes. in any way other than the accepted narrative from the top. Yes. Um, that is often um, viewed and 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 um, translated as you're being, you're denying that COVID exists. That, and, that, and that is not true. No, and uh, also that you're not Christian, that, that it's not yeah. Christ-like, that we should be caring and compassionate and that we should be uh, smart enough to, to look at the facts. Sure, and, and, and you can make a case that this has been overhyped. It has. Not that it's not a real issue or real health concern, but that the way we're treating this compared to previous illnesses and existing illnesses is really way overboard uh, as far as the government and media response. Uh, but nonetheless, I take COVID very serious. I very mean, I'm a young, seriously. healthy person, no underlying conditions, so I don't really have a lot of scientific reason to be overly concerned about my health. 
But I'm going to take common sense precautions. Right. I mean, I'm going to take my vitamins. I'm going to exercise. If I get sick, I might get some some medications to treat it just out of uh, precaution. And because there are many, there are some medications on the market that can treat this uh, that have virtually no side effects. Uh, and you actually wrote about one of them. I did. Ivermectin. And um, I decided that day, I went back to my office and and the more I thought about it, the more mad I got. Mm. And and I just kept thinking about Germany, not Nazi Germany. And I thought, we're living it. We're just living a, a, a computerized technological version of Nazi Germany. And so I thought, okay, great. If you're going to censor us, then I'm going to use your websites and I'm going to find out the facts. And so I started with CDC. I started with the WHO, um, U.S. Department of uh, the Mississippi Department of Health. I started with the U.S. Census Bureau, and I really didn't have an agenda. I just thought I'm just going to find if there's some discrepancies. But I found a lot more than discrepancies. I found some truth that's hidden in their very own statistics. Mm. Um, did you know that ivermectin, I, I had heard this, but I, I didn't really know for sure. In 2015, it was awarded the Nobel Prize for Medicine and Physiology. And so it's been around since the 70s. Yes. But in 2015, and I, so I told one of my coworkers, I was like, if it's been around that long and they won a Nobel Peace Prize, I guarantee the Who's had their hand in this. <laughs> so we began to research, yes. and we found a 111-page study where they had studied the effects of ivermectin on um, people in Africa. So I began to compare our statistics to Africa because the citizens of the continent of Africa, especially the interior of Africa, the ones that are not quite as... Um, populated uh, they have been taking ivermectin consistently now for since 1996 and yeah, if you look and, at their stats it's ridiculous and that's that's such a good point because if you if you read the CDC website their warnings about ivermectin <sighs> if you if you see the Facebook disclaimers at the bottom of every post every having post. to do with ivermectin then you would think wow this is like an, an unproven back alley drug that's on the black market that's used in horses and never used in, 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 in humans. So you would think it's this terrible thing and how dare anyone take this. But ivermectin has been so effective at other illnesses, and, and this is what you what you wrote about in part, that, that this has been handed out like candy. I mean, ivermectin has been, and it's cheap, affordable, handed out like candy to these impoverished populations with malnutrition and major other issues, major issues because it virtually has no side effects. So handing it out only has benefits. There's even a paragraph in one of their research documents that said it can even be handed out and dispersed by illiterate people once they're taught how to dispense it. Wow. That's their words, illiterate individuals. So since this time, since 1996, they've had this program going from the WHO and in 2015, this this study came out, and, and I don't know for sure, but I would venture to say that's probably some of the reason that it received enough, enough attention to win the Nobel Prize in 2015. Mm -hmm. But I also found through this website researchers and people who have been researching um, and documenting their findings since this time, and there are multiple studies it is amazing what this medicine is used for. It's used to combat epilepsy, rosacea, um, asthma, and that's what got me when I saw asthma because I thought, wait a minute, so many people I know who have had 
COVID, even after it was over, they had asthmatic difficulties. And I found words like um, stops the cytokine storm. And I found words like blocks the protein that mutate cancer cells. Yes. And it just amazed me, Walker. And that 2015 study that led to the Nobel Peace Prize, Mm -hmm. in the very last page of it, because I covered it on my show, (laughs) on the very last page, the writers, the authors said that there is indication that that ivermectin could be effective at treating certain coronaviruses. Isn't that amazing? From 2015. From 2015. And so here we are in the most developed nation in the world with truly the most advanced doctors. And I praise God for those doctors because you can look back over my life and my children's life and multiple times they have saved with their knowledge and and with their medicine. They have helped save my children and my children's lives. So the question is, and I really feel this for nurses and doctors who are working day and night. I have nieces who are nurses and Walker, they're exhausted. Yes. They're absolutely exhausted and heartbroken, and they don't know anything else to do. And they're seeing patients die day in and day out, even leading them to the Lord before they mm. die. And so this is real. But why are they working so hard? And we're having a death rate 19 times less than the people of Africa. 19 times more. Uh, yeah, 19 yeah, uh, times uh, more. Their Their death rate is... 19 times less than ours. We're dying of the whole population. Correct. 19 times yeah, and, more and likely that, to die. That, that the, your point about why not try it, because I covered a story of a lawsuit up north mm-hmm. where a wife had to sue the hospital. She had the legal valid prescription from a doctor. Uh, from a, a board-certified doc, physician prescribed ivermectin for her husband who was in the in the critical care unit with a with a high ch- high probability of dying, and she thought, "Let's try this. Why, why not? not try We're it at the end? At the, yes, why not try it?" And the hospital wouldn't do it. She had to sue, and it was too late. Uh, and so her husband passed away. Um, she ended up winning the lawsuit, but it was too late. It was too late. Um, and so uh, it it absolutely makes no sense. And it's one thing if 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 ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine had this large track record of having all kinds of adverse reactions, uh, but they don't. They I don't. mean, they really don't have virtually any, uh, and of course, everything has a side effect. I mean, you can take yeah. too much Tylenol. <laughs> um, so everything, too much of every, of something uh, ha- has uh, a negative side effect, uh, but used under the proper manner uh, uh, with a proper prescription, um, this stuff could could save lives. And definitely before you get to the hospital. That's right. And I know you've covered India and the amazing results they've had. And and you have to dig to find this, but there are pictures, there are photographs of the doctors in India handing out prepackaged, governmentally prepared packets that have ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and doxycycline. Yep. They're handing it out in packets, prepackaged, As a, as a prophylaxis kit. Yes. And so we're literally working our doctors and nurses to death and they are physically and emotionally done Mm. and what if we could have even prevented that what if if this had been beforehand i'm not saying it's a cure-all if if you're on a vent and and you're already at that point no but i'm saying why can't we just ask Mm -hmm. what's wrong with just asking as a teacher i taught for 23 years 
I wanted my children to ask. I wanted them to question. I wanted them, and you know, some sometimes they taught me things that I would have never known because I didn't even have the questions to ask. Mm. And so I just think we're doing our entire country a disservice by not having a discussion. And I yeah. know that I'm not, I have a four-year degree in English education, <laughs> so I may not be um, a scientist. But I definitely have a thesaurus and a dictionary, and you and can read you can, and you can read the numbers and, and, the, and the studies. I can do math. That's right. And and so why can't we just ask? Why is it not even acceptable to ask and to have an explanation where we're not censored or where we're not talked down to and just um, told to be quiet? Yeah, and it actually raises more suspicion when you start censoring people for, real. <laughs> for simply studying up information on their own. <laughs> And, and it's out there. They have yeah, it. Yeah, and, and every doctor that I talk to, Dr. Peter McCullough, I study up on Dr. Robert Malone, the the inventor of the mRNA technology yes. uh, for the vaccine, or not the vaccine. Technically, it's more of a shot. Um, but we, we every, every doctor that I've been reading say, and even the people, uh, even the doctors um, that are, are, are on the fence about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, everybody agrees that early and aggressive treatment yes. on COVID is the best way to keep people out of the hospital. Uh, but for so long, and even now, there are certain areas of the country and certain clinics and hospitals that are not really giving people a whole lot of treatment. Uh, they're sending them home, and they tell them if you get too sick, then go to the hospital. To the ER. Folks, let me just tell you, every testimony, every story I've heard, do not wait especially if you're in a high-risk category, yes. do not sit around for 7, 10, 15 days and wait till you're deathly ill to go to the hospital and get treatment. Many times it's too late. It's so too get late. get on this early and aggressive. And uh, I've actually published and will publish it again today, um, a treatment protocol uh, by endorsed by Dr. Peter McCullough and his entire group of doctors. It's an early treatment guide, an at-home early treatment guide uh, that you can read up on it. And in it is ivermectin, <laughs> hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C, zinc, zithromycin, and other uh, vitamins and medications. So check out AFR.net, the AFA at the core page, to read that early treatment guide. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Walker, for having me. All right, there you have it. Uh, Joy's blog is on AFA.net right now as we speak. And the title is, It's Not About COVID Anymore by our own Joy Lucius. So go there and read that excellent blog that she wrote just yesterday. AFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. We'll be back in just a few minutes. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Oh, Lord, please let me make it. Please, Lord. Come on, come on. American Family Association or American Family Radio. I missed the show again. Can't find the time to catch the live shows? No worries. Wait, what? You can listen and download all your favorite shows for free. For free? That's right, for free. 
Just visit the podcast page on AFR.net. Lord. AFR.net. The Ministry of Preborn is the ultimate life support, helping moms in crisis choose life. I definitely would have gone down the wrong road and probably would not have given my son life if they had not been there to support me. From giving me the ultrasound to throwing a baby shower, and they went out and they got churches to cover my bills. They helped me through so much. It was just incredible. Preborn centers are the ultimate life support for moms in crisis across America, providing hope, love, and free ultrasounds. He's 10 and he's my little angel. Preborn clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in the United States. Would you join with Preborn in rescuing babies? One ultrasound is just $28, or five ultrasounds are $140. All gifts are tax deductible. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or go to preborn.com. For helping Christians For in your local public radio, schools, this, this is Gateways, Gateways to Better, to better education. education. I'm, I'm Eric Buehler. This school year, think of the opportunities you'll have to be a positive Christian witness to those you interact with in your children's schools. God put you right where you are for such a time as this. There are three things I recommend you do. First, make a list of people you'll interact with at school. Teachers, administrators, staff, and other parents. Next, ask God to open doors to be an influence in their lives. And then, when God opens a door, take a step of faith with Him and minister to them. So often we only think about what our schools are doing for us. I challenge you to pray about what you can do to reflect Christ to the people in your schools. You can be a gateway to better education for your school. For help, visit gogateways.org. That's gogateways.org. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. We just had in studio with us Joy Lucius to talk about her latest article on the major cover-up going on with ivermectin, the drug ivermectin, uh, that is showing uh, promises, has been showing promises for a long time now, several months, uh, if not over a year, at treating COVID-19 patients. Just to give you a little bit of the numbers uh, of the number of studies that have been done on some of these major forms of treatment, ivermectin to date, this is this was pulled to the 22nd. This was pulled today. Um, this was pulled today, and the latest number of ivermectin, of studies regarding ivermectin and COVID-19 treatment, 64 studies involving 26,509 patients. That's the latest number for today. So this this fake narrative that this is a back alley drug, it's a black market drug, and we can't use it on humans, that's just not true. That's a hoax uh, about like the Customs and Border Patrol horse uh, whip hoax. Uh, ivermectin has been studied over 64 times, 26,509 patients participating in those studies. Um, hydroxychloroquine has been studied uh, 289 times, 289 times, 412,106 patients studied on hydroxychloroquine and COVID-19. 
Remdesivir. Remdesivir is touted and given uh, to people who go to the hospital with COVID-19. Uh, it's been studied 23 times, 39,795 patients. And then uh, the, the, the convalescent plasma, or the IV treatment for the um, antibodies, it's been studied 13 times with 14,426 patients. Um, so, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, they're holding their own, my friend. They are holding their own in the fact that they are being studied more than some of these other drugs that are being touted by the CDC and the FDA. Um, jumping back to the story on the border, you know, this just is, is, is infuriating. Uh, the way our agents are being treated and the way our border is being absolutely mismanaged. Well, a representative, a Democrat representative um, out of Michigan was on CNN, and he's he's spewing off these, these falsehoods, these lies about how somehow our Customs and Border Patrol agents are racist. They are racist, and he spews this out with absolutely no basis, with no facts, with no reality behind him. Uh, this is clip five, Representative Levin, part one. We've had a big uh, uh, growing number of people on our border for a long time during the Trump and the Biden administrations. Uh, and of course, you know, over time, we've had people coming to our country. When all of a sudden, when there's eight or 10 or 12,000 black people under a bridge at the border and the, we, our government responds with men on horseback and whips and, uh, you know, charging people on horseback. This is uh, beyond troubling. Uh, these individuals. You think, this is, are, but you think this is racially motivated? I do. I do. And um, I'm not the only one. You know, dozens of us sent a letter uh, yesterday to uh, the, the, the government saying that we needed to stop these uh, deportations, and we need to treat these people like human beings. Well, that is Representative Levin from Michigan on CNN accusing our Customs and Border Patrol agents of being racist with absolutely no evidence to back it up. And she, the CNN host says, so you're saying they're racist? And he says, yeah, absolutely they are. Um, well, uh, as it turns out, he goes on to say he just can't read hearts and minds. Clip six, let's listen. You say that you think this is racially motivated. Think like the head of Border Patrol believes that? I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what any individual thinks, but have we seen, uh, th this is the, the f largest incidence I know of, a very large group of migrants of African origin at our border. Um, I, I, I don't know what people think. Uh, 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 but this is, uh, 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 the largest, uh, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. And how dare you, as an elected representative of the U.S. government, accuse our heroic Border Patrol agents who are underappreciated, under-resourced, understaffed under this terrible Biden administration, how dare you accuse them of racism? with absolutely no basis to, to back it up. But this is the Democrat Party. This is the ruling class. These folks, they can, they can do the talking points all day long about unity, about democracy, 
and about protecting uh, the homeland from domestic terrorism, these people are everything but American allies. Uh, they are not, they do not love our country. They are all about fear and division. This is how they flourish. You look at the history of the Democratic Party, they flourish when people are scared and people are divided. They don't flourish under tax cuts. They don't flourish when Americans love each other. Uh, they don't flourish during national tragedies when Americans unite and come together. They don't flourish uh, when religious freedom is, is being uh, protected in America. The Democrats don't flourish under any other environment except for that of fear and division and oppression. Uh, that's what they do. That is their whole, their entire party system is built on the critical theory, the oppressed versus the oppressor. And they keep people divided. But here's the thing. Uh, it's one thing if they run on that and then their actions back up their words, even though much of their words are built on falsehoods, as we've been covering. Uh, but this party, these folks, this, ro these ro this ruling class, they don't care about the little guy. All they care about is themselves. And their policies back it up. You know, AOC goes to this this uh, dinner with uh, tickets for like 30000 bucks for a table or for a plate. Uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she claims she's the, she's the Democrat of the working class. She's for the little guy. We want to tax the rich. But then she goes to dinner and hangs out with the rich. And so, so these, these po folks, they know how to say all the right things, but their actions are completely not backed up. Um, or their words are not completely backed up by their actions. On this note, uh, this is out of Breitbart, existing home sales fall as Bidenflation pushes first-time buyers out of the market. Well, how is this important? How does this segue? Well, private home ownership, home ownership is, is an American tradition. Home ownership uh, many times lifts families out of poverty because they actually have an asset. They purchase a home. Uh, they, 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 they own the property. They pay it off when they're 50 or 60 years old heading into retirement. And then they own the property. It's theirs. The bank doesn't own it anymore. They pass it on to their kids, to their grandkids, in their will. And it creates generational wealth. It, it brings families out of poverty. That is buying a home. Well, what's the Biden administration doing with, with, with existing home sale prices being out of the roof, absolutely ridiculous, properties overvalued? Well, middle to lower income families, they can't afford a house. They can't afford a first-time home thanks to the Biden administration. So that's another policy uh, working against uh, lower to middle income families. Uh, the last thing I'll mention on this border crisis is – uh, these illegal immigrants are being bussed up from all throughout Mexico. Of course, they're from Haiti. Uh, but once they land in Mexico or, are, yeah, land via plane or boat, nobody knows how they're getting over there. Um, they're being bussed up through Mexico on these pretty nice coach buses. Um, I'm not sure if coach is a brand or more of a style, uh, but it's, 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 a, it's a large passenger bus, pretty nice, like one of those tour buses. And... They're being bussed up through Mexico to Del Rio, Texas. Uh, they're being bussed up in this nice air-conditioned bus to Del Rio, Texas. I want to know who's footing that bill. I want to know who is footing that bill. Um, there was uh, Breitbart, 
Breitbart exclu- uh, released exclusive photos of the illegal immigrants um, being bussed up and actually stopped by Mexican authorities and then later released to go on to Del Rio to trespass into America. Hey, I came across this other story, pretty encouraging, pretty amazing, actually. This is out of the Daily Caller based on a Yahoo News report. Scientists believe they've found physical evidence for one of the most infamous biblical stories. Scientists believe uh, that, that that was the headline, and then it goes on to say that scientists may have found proof of an icy space rock hurtling through the atmosphere at about 38,000 miles per hour towards the ancient biblical city of Sodom. The, uh, the scientist uh, wrote, his last name is Moore, the Bible describes the destruction of an urban center near the Dead Sea with stones and fire falling from the sky. This is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis chapter 19. The discovery is the result of 15 years' worth of excavation work, Moore wrote. Uh, uh, when I say Moore, his name is Christopher R. Moore. He's an archaeologist working on this project. Scientists suspect a firestorm led to the city's destruction due to a presence due to the presence of a roughly five-foot-thick jumbled layer of charcoal, ash, melted mud bricks, and melted pottery called a destruction layer that they found when excavating. The group was able to determine through analysis that the only event that could have raised temperatures enough to melt many of the materials found on the site was a cosmic impact, Moore wrote. He goes on to say that Scientists estimate the rock exploded about 2.5 miles above the ground, above the Earth's surface, creating a blast around 1,000 times more powerful than an atomic bomb. Air temperatures could have been skyrocketed to 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit, setting the entire city on fire. A massive shock wave would have followed, moving at roughly 740 miles per hour, faster than any tornado on record, demolishing every building and killing all inhabitants, the archaeologist Christopher R. Moore wrote. Well, you go read Genesis chapter 19, sure does sound a lot like what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, word by word. Absolutely amazing. So that's out of the Daily Caller. Scientists believe they found physical evidence for the destruction of uh, uh, the Sodom and Gomorrah story in Genesis chapter 19. Back to um, the whole COVID narrative. Um, this is a story out of Denver, Colorado. A deputy, a Denver sheriff deputy by the name of Craig Greeno, he worked his last shift on Thursday and left the job that he held for nine years saying it was the vaccine order that put me over the edge, end quote. Greeno guarded inmates at Denver Health Medical Center for the department, for the sheriff's department, said leaving his job that paid him around 90000 bucks a year, including overtime, was bittersweet. But he said, quote, I don't like to be told I don't have a choice. It's a personal decision, end quote, in regards to the COVID uh, jab. And so Denver is losing a very qualified sheriff's deputy because of the jab mandate. I'm reading a story now on westernjournal.com about hundreds is what the quote, what the story says, hundreds. So it could be 150, could be 200, could be more than that. I read at least 200, 250 last night. 
national security at risk as hundreds of Navy SEALs told they won't be deployed over COVID vax refusal. The story goes on to say that um, as many as one quarter of all active duty Navy SEALs oppose the military vaccine mandate for various reason, reasons, including religious grounds and their belief that they have, a nat- they have natural immunity. Just the news headed up by John Solomon reported on Monday. Not getting vaccinated would prevent these elite fighters from being deployed and igniting a potential national security emergency. And the attorney R. Davis Younts, who's representing representing some of them, he's a lieutenant colonel himself in the Air Force Reserve. He represents a group of SEALs who are seeking a religious exemption from the vaccine mandate. He goes on to say, in quoting uh, in response to the story, my clients include several Navy SEALs who are, sm- who are a small part of a large group of SEALs and other military members who are being asked to choose between their faith and their ability to serve our nation. Uh, he goes on to say that they have been told that if they seek a religious accommodation, they will likely no longer be able to serve our country as Navy SEALs and been, and, and been uh, given an arbitrary deadline to comply with the vaccine uh, mandate. So this is a huge story out of our military that uh, U.S. Navy SEALs, hundreds of them, don't want to get the jab for whatever reason. And they're being told they're going to be booted. They're out. You can't serve unless you get the experimental jab. Absolutely astonishing. But, you know, I don't think the Biden administration is too concerned about the quality of our military. Instead, they're concerned about climate change. They're concerned about getting as many illegal immigrants into our country as possible. They're concerned about destroying our economy and kowtowing to communist China. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.